Okay. Okay. Hello, everybody. It is a beautiful snowy Wednesday here at the Directly Inspired Podcast. I am so excited to uh, introduce you all to my good friend and uh, fellow cross-country ski buff uh, extraordinaire. (laughs) I will let you do your own intro. My friend Charmaine Nichols is on the podcast tonight, and we are going to chat about all things network marketing, direct sales, and all the fun stuff that happens in our world. Charmaine's going to share her experiences with us, and we're just going to shoot the you-know-what. So welcome to the podcast. Let's let's hear about you. Talk about yourself. I really (laughs) just want to say thanks for inviting me. It's always fun just to share experiences. And of course, um, I'm just just so ordinary um, in so many ways, just meaning... Well, Kelsa, I, I think I'm kind of ordinary, no, you're not. but I've always just been me. And so I'm, of course, Charmaine, and lots of people call me Char. And I have uh, been with uh, the Rodana Field Skincare, uh, now Hair Care Line, for about eight years since the Canadian launch. And yes, was I a person that saw myself in this type of business? Absolutely not. Without using any profanity it just simply wasn't an area of interest for me I had a full-time job I had lots going on at the time Um, but I just couldn't help but be a little bit interested in what an opportunity I don't know people call it a side hustle people call it a plan B what might it look like for me since I had now two small kids at home I had lived a long I would say long and prosperous life as a as a woman or a, or a woman uh, with no children, and then what was it going to be like to be back in the workforce with two kids at home? And then where where would I find the extra? And I like adventure. I like vacations. I like a lot of leisure. And I really didn't know how it was going to fit and, and where it was going to fit. But I also knew nothing about skincare or hair care. I was a bit of a tomboy of sorts. And so when you think about how do those two worlds mesh and how do I find myself eight years later um, having a big, uh, big business and, and, and a big team and loving uh, everything about this business? I mean, of course, we all have our ups and downs, but um, here I am and I share my story because I really wasn't looking for an opportunity like this and I really was not a person that had had ever had any experience in this channel and I kind of was the one that avoided going to parties and uh what did I have to buy what was the cheapest thing I could buy off the list of I don't know candles <laughs> or whatever it was I don't mean to be point out any any specific company yep. but it just wasn't no. so here I am this it's been a while I've learned m- many things along the way and uh happy to share them That is like the best intro and like just like very relatable, very real. And I'm pretty sure that anybody listening to this has been exactly where you are and felt the exact same way. Um, You mentioned something that I just wanted to bring up, which is the party platform model. And that is like like for you, that was kind of like the non-negotiable. And the cool thing about your company is that it's parties are not required. In fact, it's not even part of your model. So I, I, well, I appreciate that, 
um, the party model still exists. We di- we have seen such an evolution in this industry um, that some companies still full on party model, but a lot of companies are moving away from that model and just doing the direct to consumer, um, you know, one on one make it about, you know, that individual, that type of relationship. And for, for someone like yourself or others like yourself, um, just knowing that that option is available is also really attractive because I don't know how many people said to me when I was in a party platform model, but I just don't, I want to sign up, but I just don't want to do parties. So, um, just to know that there are companies out there that have that option is so great. And I think more and more of them are popping up as we go. Um, so yeah, no hating on party models at all. If that is your jam, there's absolutely so many companies that are there for you, but if it's not, there's also options there as well. So I'm going to dive right into these questions. Um, and like, we may get through them. We may not because knowing you and I, uh, talking tangents will happen and we're just going to, Go with the flow. So um, I'm just going to start at the top. What is one piece of advice that you would give somebody that's just starting out in this industry, brand new? So like walking in the door, like yourself, doesn't know what the heck they're doing. What's just like okay. one piece of advice? I you can give more than one if you want. I bring out the specs for this so that I can uh, I can actually read my notes here. So uh, I mean, when I saw the question and it said what one piece of advice that I could give, I really couldn't bring it down to one. And for me, it was because... There's just so, I've learned so many things. And one of the big things was around having, representing a company that you can stand behind, that you can be enthusiastic about, that you can share your own experience and not just, hey, this does this. You should be excited. Buy my things. Because that doesn't resonate with people. When you talk with people about your shared, your personal experience and you share that with others, then others are like, wow, okay, maybe I know someone that had that experience. For me, it was hormonal acne. And then it was chronic dry skin. And then it was chronic chapped lips. And then it was, it just, there was so many products that I loved that it absolutely transformed my skin. And as my confidence increased, I, I found, I knew I was already sharing. I was sharing all kinds of things, sales and recipes and good movies and good books and podcasts. But I never really, I then started to share my experience with this brand. And so for me, it's so honest. It's, it's, I will tell you exactly what I think, what my experience has been, what my favorites are. And I, I, when you share from a place of that's really authentic, then people connect with that instead of buy this, try this, drink this, do that. Unless you're able to connect it to a feeling, then I don't know that it's sort of just, I just sort of swipe by. But then when I hear someone's story and I think, wow, I have that problem or I have that issue or this person is can offer me a solution to a concern that I have, no matter what that is, then it just feels different than if you're seeing, um, if you're seeing advertisements come through, it doesn't feel the same. And so that was the first thing I wanted to mention. I also wanted to mention that when you get into this business, you have to know that it's going to be tough. You're going to hear some no's. You're going to have people not support you that you thought would be all in. Like you're going to have your dirt people that people that would buy dirt from you if you were selling it on the side of the road or slinging it wherever. But then you're going to have others who think, oh, of course my best friend's going to 
buy these products and love them and support me and be so happy that I got into this. And when that doesn't happen, you really have to, yeah. you have to temper that expectation that people will not be as excited for you as perhaps you might be for yourself when you launch your new business. And that yeah. really isn't, you're not going to come out of this just with everyone throwing their support at you. It's a bit of a slow burn. You have to gain credibility with your audience, with your network, with your people. And you really, mm -hmm. some people just won't understand why you're doing it, why you're involved at all. And that's okay. Your only job is to remain consistent, enthusiastic, and just share your why, share your story, share why you made the decision, and that will help you connect with people. And you really have to almost, I don't want to say grow a bit of a thick skin, but you can't take everything very personally because if you're hurt by mm -hmm. when your besties say no, or if your sister won't even use your skincare, but then you find they buy it from someone else or whatever it is, it's, you have to just understand that that's part of it sometimes. And you, it, yeah, if you're, if your best friend's buying yeah. some, um, some, let's just say like a famous person's skincare, they don't even know that person uses it or some famous person's whatever that's being endorsed and not yours. And that you're so hurt by that. Like you yeah. really just have to say, okay, well, they're not ready. Maybe they'll decide, change their mind in the future. And many have and will, but if you allow that to get you down out of the gates, it will be difficult for you to stay in business. If you don't sort of remove that emotional attachment to whether or not people uh, support you right away or support you in two years or five years yeah. or seven years, whatever it is. And that's like, that's such a great lesson. I feel like it's something that hearing that would help somebody who's maybe in the same situation where they're just getting started and they're like, oh, you know, they just don't have that like explosive success that, that some people see. And, yes. and, and when people see that, that's also attractive, right? If you have a bunch of people who are like, oh yeah, I would, I would yes. get that if you join, I would do that. And then they don't. It's that, oh, right. And I mean, we've all felt it. But knowing what we know now, we we are here to share the fact that it's not it, it it's not the thing that's yes. going to take you down. The thing that's going to take you down is you deciding mm -hmm. that that that's the thing that's going to take you down. Um, so that is a huge, awesome piece of advice. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so what is one? I guess I mean this is kind of like the misconception question. What is one misconception that? Um, you know, people have about network marketing, direct sales, MLM, whatever we want to call ourselves these days, our, our big bucket, our big opportunity, what's one misconception that you think, would want to clear up? Yeah, and I think um, you have the stage on this one. There's so many. Like at first, um, I, I kind of would talk with uh, my own, like my own leader and say, I don't want to be that girl. I don't want to be that girl. And they're like, that girl, like, what do you mean that girl? So right away, I was in my own head about a lot of what it was I was joining. So I was carrying some of that even myself. Like, I don't want people to judge me and then, then judge me. And then I'm thinking, judge me. I have something really amazing to offer for people that are looking for solutions to common skin concerns like I was. And wouldn't I have wanted someone to share that with me when they did? I had an incredible experience. And so I really had to check my mindset around what was the being that girl, what did that mean? And it's sort of, there's something about, I don't know, there's just something mm -hmm. about people's experiences that obviously had had an impact on me. So I sort of, um, I think 
part of getting through some of the myths and misconceptions. Other things for me were a get rich quick scheme. Yeah, right. There is no such thing. So if you think that that's what this is, yeah, right. you're kidding yourself and you'll fall flat on your face because it's a slow burn. It's a marathon. You do not yep. build unless you're Jennifer Aniston. Like you are, you do not have, you don't just say, ah, hi, buy my things. They're so awesome. And then, you know, a million people order from the link. And so it's a slow burn. Yeah. It's a marathon. You have to build that credibility. The other thing about it is it's, it's not easy. Like some people just like, oh, it's so easy. Make a thousand bucks a week. It's yeah. so easy just from your phone. Like as though scrolling on Instagram would somehow get you a thousand dollars a week. Like, so that's, those are myths and myths, <laughs> a, a misconception as well is that it actually takes work. If it was easy, everyone would make a thousand bucks a week by just yeah. from their phone. Like, you know how sometimes you hear people say that. Oh my gosh. Like, no, no. It takes yeah. work. It takes being consistent. It takes building that relationship with people and also just being present in your business, being open for business, being active, being enthusiastic. And so it's not for everyone, um, but it is so rewarding for people who work at it, are consistent and know what they're, where they're moving. Like you said, what you said that clicked with me was around the it's not if you bust out of the gates and you're doing really well and you think I got this and you don't keep working and you don't keep growing and you don't keep building. That's not what this business is either. Like it really is a slow climb and investment in no. your own self. Uh, and, and, and as long as you're showing up and being consistent, then you'll grow. But it's it's not easy if it was get rich quick. Like I would have quit after the first year because I would have been so rich. Right. Same here. Same here. And, 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 you know, I, I think we have around the same tenure in the industry and yeah, I mean, there's going to be great years and there's going to be not so great years. And the thing that doesn't change is, is showing up. So being consistent and showing up is, is really the key. Um, and figuring out what those activities are is also the key because there's a lot of time wasting that can happen when you're working your business. Right. So, uh, what has been the best part of your That's journey so far? I looked at that question and I thought, I know the cliche answer would be all the professional development and all the stuff that I've poured into myself. I am not saying that has not been value added because it has. When you grow as a human, you grow as a professional, you grow as personally you that's growth no matter if it happens in this in this realm of your life or it happens in it, it's your it's you you're just a person living your life and so all of those all of those experiences and the training and the teaching and the learning and the meeting people and working on myself has benefited me professionally of course in this work but then also personally but the best thing about mm -hmm. this entire uh, opportunity and for me this having this this plan B, this side, you know, side gig of sorts is the income. And it's the income because for me, it was always the income is freedom. The income to me is fun. It's leisure. It's all the, it's less pressure on me, on my marriage, on things like, oh, we really wanted to do something fun, but our, we need a new fridge. Or we really wanted to, I really wanted to put my 
children in this very expensive camp, but we just don't have the money this month because we couldn't budget for it. Like, let's be honest, we all live in within a budget and sometimes there's no room for the extras. And this business for me has covered the extras. At first it was l covering a little bit of extras and then it was a little more extras. And then it was like, maybe we can have a hot tub or maybe we could have a camper or maybe we could have a cabin. And, and some of that, I mean, we talked about that and and you put yeah. things on your list on yeah. your board some people do vision boards some people think about goals that they're chasing and for me it was always okay what could I do with this this year or this in the next six months or in the next 12 months and then it just kept growing yeah. and then you could have bigger bigger goals and bigger dreams and and as long as I was working and showing up and consistent then I was headed in the right direction and so for me there's been always the number one why for me was that that extra that would take the pressure off and then experience it yeah. and the fun stuff is what I'm what I've always been after and this business has made that entirely achievable for me and my family and for for that I'll be forever grateful all the other stuff is just icing on the cake for me yep yeah. And, and I mean, that's real. That's the real story. Um, we can say that we're in it for the trips. We can say we're in it for the swag. We can say we're in it. And, and like, I'm, I'm a carrot chaser just as much as the next guy, but that the, the, um, freedom that it has provided my family, you know, I will be forever grateful for that. And it has truly changed our lives. So I think the answer, if I'm going to answer that question, it's going to just be the pos what is possible right? It's creating possibilities. So, um, and whatever that is for you or that whatever that is for anybody who's listening right now, that really is what this, this type of business is all about is creating possibilities for yourself and your family. Um, what has been, been the biggest challenge you have faced so far? Um, and how did you overcome it? Or is it something that you're still working on? You know, on? probably, I think it goes back to a little bit about what I talked about in the beginning about feeling, per, having that emotional connection to people's responses or having an emotional, like allowing it to affect me um, in a negative way. If say someone said no, someone said I'm not interested or someone was just downright rude because um, you can kind of get that too. Or if you ever... For me, it was if, you know, someone would make, I don't want to say make fun of me, but poke fun at, you know, and we always laugh because in my circle, mm -hmm. they'll always say, don't you have a cream for that? So it doesn't matter what it is. It's like, so-and-so's got this <laughs> issue. And then it's always like, don't you have a cream for that? And so I'm like, I get that they're too, poking fun at me. And I, now I can have a ton of fun with it. But yeah. at first, that stuff used to hurt my feelings yes. it would make me want to play small. It would make me not want to celebrate my successes. Um, and then also I, if, if, you know, if I lost a customer or if someone made the choice to join me in business and then that's eh, not for me and leave. And I would always think like, what did I do? What did I do? And then you come to figure out oh, this has absolutely nothing to do with you. You're still in love mm -hmm. with your brand. You still have something incredible to offer, whether that be amazing products, yeah. uh, a, a, a business opportunity that could give something to someone else. It's about them instead of being about you. And so as soon as I was able to sort of 
get over myself. Like this isn't about me. This really, I, I, I need not to have an investment or allow it to impact me in a way that um, hurts me or even just, I don't know, wounds me. That's a strong word. It's not, but in the beginning it can feel like that. And so, yeah, not I'm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's real. That's a real thing. And it, and it, and it's going to happen no matter if you've been in the business for like six months or you've been in the business for 10 years, people will come and people will go and sometimes they'll even come back. And for it's, but it's at the end of the day, it's never about you. It's all always about them. And if we always come from a place of service and how we can serve them or wish them well on the next leg of their journey, then, you know, you're always going to come out ahead, but I am with you, yeah. man. That used to just oh hit me right in the heart. And I took it all so personally. So yeah, that's a good, just like a reminder um, that yeah, it's going to happen. Be ready for it and realize that it's, it's not about you. So yeah. Um, and I wish somebody would have told me that because <laughs> it would have saved me a lot of grief. Um, so um, I'm going to skip over the next one, unless you want to talk about what your favorite discovery, actually, let's do it. What, what's been kind of like your favorite discovery so far? Like that thing where you get in here, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, was, uh, uh, or that um, aha thing. I have always, always done things I'm very good at, always. And part of that for me is I don't like to fail. I don't play mm. sports I'm not good at. I don't set myself up to not, um, I don't want to say like, I don't mean it like, oh, I just rise to the top of everything I do. I don't mean it like that. I mean more that I was wired to do things I'm good at. And, and for this, this opportunity was way, way out of my, one, out of my comfort zone. Two, no, no background in skincare or hair care or sales. Um, and then also none in this, in this line uh, and, and feeling like, what if I actually put myself out there and fail? What if I fail in front of everyone? Like I've never done anything like this. I'm crazy to even think about it, but then I'm afraid to miss out. So here's the dilemma that I have in this moment is like, Oh my God, I love (laughs) the presentation of the dermatologist. I wanted to be part of the Canadian launch, but I was afraid that people wouldn't understand that I would, what if I fell flat on my face? Who's going to buy skincare from me? Like who's going to buy skincare from me? I'm a tomboy. I didn't take care of my skin until I was like well into my thirties. And I just thought, I don't know if I can do this. And so what did I learn? I took that I could put myself out there and, and, and nothing would happen. Like I would think, Oh, everyone's going to like call me say, what are you doing? Why are you this? And then I would little, like I would find that I could put myself out there and then I'd just be like, oh no. And I used to sometimes even do this stuff late at night and then turn off my phone and go to bed because I couldn't like leave myself vulnerable to any comment or, or feedback or someone messaging me. And then I sort of like realized along the way, it's like, you know, people don't care. Like you're so like. You're here. You're here. <laughs> and you're totally overthinking it, and you're you're yeah. You're even actually catastrophizing the response before it's even happened, or a worst case scenario. Instead of like playing it out as wow, maybe someone might be excited or reach out to you, and eventually, of course, that happened. <clears throat> Part of me, and for some, it was people I knew or acquaintances yeah. or referrals and friends of friends, and the more I shared my story and the more I was vulnerable with people, the more I connected with folks, 
even though I was so terrified to show my acne covered skin or to show what I was going through or share my experiences because I was embarrassed about it. But then as I opened that side, I don't like to be vulnerable. I'm tough as nails and I'm going to do this and I'm only going to, but people couldn't connect to that. Like I wasn't relatable at all because I was like, here's my armor. No one's gonna, you know, whereas the fear side, the, yeah turning into that fear and being vulnerable has been so rewarding like i know i talked about oh it can hurt you and whatever but then the people I've yeah met, the people i've helped the people i've been in business with the other like sideline people i've met there's just been so many cool things that have come out of like letting the arm yeah. down and just being you and not always in protection mode or yeah. always feeling like that part's been really cool, even though I was scared as hell to do any of it when I started. And it's still a struggle. It's still a struggle. We've talked about it where I've said sometimes it's oh, yeah. to jump on a live when I'm like, oh, my house is just a disaster and I haven't, had a sh- I haven't washed my hair in six days. Thank God for the best dry shampoo, whatever it is. And, and now it's like, no, that's you showing up. <laughs> yes. And that's just... That's how people are and people live. And if they judge me, well, who cares? Those aren't my people anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Show up, be messy, be real. And like, that's like, that's what we're doing here on this podcast. Like I, I'm interviewing real people. Um, this is it, man. It, this is, it's, it's nine 30 on a Wednesday night snow day. I'm not putting on lipstick. I love you, but I'm just not doing it. Totally. So it's, it's not happening tonight. Top, but Hey, I figured you guys could think I was maybe a sports fan. I am a sports fan. I love it. It, it's, it's, it's working for you. Okay. Um, okay. Are you a goal setter? I mean, I know the answer to this. Um, so and, is. and is that important I'm to you? A, I'm a, I'm a carrot chaser. I'm a prize chaser. I like fun things. I'm also a person that's very practical, terribly practical. So then I won't sometimes the gifts or the prize is mm. like something that I just would never buy. I would never buy it. I would never, um, spend that kind of money on something so I don't know fancy or even just the whatever it is and so yes I am and I I I think it's a yeah. good thing to be a prize chaser or uh, have goals uh, set goals for yourself I also have a funny thing about numbers so like for volume or sales I like numbers to be even and rounded mm-hmm. up and so I do that just I don't know what it is, but it's visually oh. appealing to me. And if I'm close to a rounded up, I'm like, I got to get, I got to get there. And I don't know what that's about, but I do it and it works for me. And so <laughs> it's goofy. It's some just goofy games that I play with myself. But I think rewards keep you, I mean, these having goals and chasing carrots and bonuses and rewards and stuff. Sometimes it just, it makes you have a plan. It makes you show up when you feel like not showing up and the other part about it is it feels good to be recognized for hard work it feels good to have put the effort in and actually got what you were after and so i think some of that stuff is i think it's fun to get win things or earn things i always say win and it's not win i had to work for it so it's not like my name got drawn out of a hat i had to work for it but yeah to earn stuff feels really good and especially if it's kind of it's a treat it spoils you 
Yeah. And, and like, I, it was funny because I was, I was talking to my husband, um, who is a firefighter. Um, and he's like, <laughs> man, if I got prizes to do my job, and I'm like, well, they're not prizes. Like, I work for them. He's like, yeah, but, like, if I could earn a trip, if, like, I, I, I rescued a cat out of a tree, like, I feel like, you know, I, I could do it with more flair. But we just, like, kind of laugh about it. But it's like, we are in an industry that, and that's a terrible example. Please do not hold him to that. But um, but honestly, we are in an industry that rewards rewards hard work and rewards um, pr production, right? And there there is no other industry that I know of. Please tell me if you are an industry that does that. But it, for all I know, this is the only industry that really does reward that. And I think that that is also a very attractive um, because if you are a person who works a day job and 99% and of the people that do this are people that do work a day job, a part of the reason why they do that is because they get that recognition in this industry. And I think that is also something that makes it very attractive. Um, how do you celebrate your accomplishments? So whether, I mean, I know some of the things that you win allow you to kind of celebrate along the way, but when it's not like a company driven thing, do you take the time yeah, to celebrate or you just check that I'm box and move on to the next thing? When it comes to that, only because the, I get there, I, I'll often sort of say, like, I'll often sort of be like, say to my husband's like, well, ah, that's done. <laughs> because sometimes I really have to, if, if, there's, if there's something going on that's maybe taken up a bit more of my time, or I'm just like, ah, I just need an hour or something in the morning to get this done because I'm, I'm, I'm after something or I'm working, maybe there's something big going on with a big sale or, or new consultants and training and some, uh, some of that. I find that I don't, I don't stay in the celebratory too long other than like, yes, it worked. My hard work paid off. And then I usually am ready because I know we all start again at the beginning of the month. And, and uh, so I don't stay there too long, but yeah, yeah, I'll say I, I'm not, I don't do a great job of treating, like treating, like maybe with something fancy, but I will, I, I would of course buy myself a pair of cross country skis, <laughs> of course, or go somewhere to do something really fun or something. Like that. <laughs> so yeah, I, but I do move on pretty quick. Cause I know if you stay celebrating too long, like you'll miss the, it's like, Kate, we're still moving friends. Yes. The next one. <laughs> yeah. There's always the next one. And that's, that's, it's true. Like we're all, what, okay. What's next? What's the next one? That's awesome. Um, okay. Um, we are moving on to, I feel what is the most important question of the entire interview. And that is, <laughs> yes, does uh, pineapple belong on I pizza? I love a good vegetarian pizza and a good vegetarian pizza always has pineapple. Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure and I'm, I'm going to pull like at the end of this, when, when I'm done my, my leadership series or my, my network series, we're going to figure out how many <laughs> people like pineapple on their pizza. It's, it's going to be, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be like, yeah, I really, it could be. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. My friend, what is your favorite you know, place I to travel? Probably somewhere. I do like to go somewhere warm in the winter. I especially just like the break. Um, I like going on a vacation where you just show up, like you show up to mm -hmm. the coffee bar, you show up to the swim up bar, you show up to the restaurants and you just simply show up. Uh, and I do like, cause of course we live in Manitoba. So a break, it's nice to have a break from, 
from that cold and and summer for sure just at the cabin really just not not participating yep. in life as we know it and just um all of the day after day <laughs> after day of just chill yeah yeah being off grid yeah Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Last question of our interview. If money was no yeah, object, was what would you be doing right now? Money is always an object. It's always a, I know it's like, Oh, well, you, <laughs> but if it wasn't of, uh, making me go there. Um, I know I struggled. I really, struggled I know, with that one, but I did see myself. I'm very, very outdoorsy yeah. as much as I love cross country skiing and doing things in winter. I feel like I wouldn't, I would live somewhere where you could hike and be outside all of the time without a risk of slipping or uh, without inclement weather like we're experiencing right now. I feel like I would be working with a community. I think I'd be doing something, I don't know, with animals, with people, with kids, with where I would just be part of like movements, like of making the world better for whoever, wherever I am, like, what can I do? How can I be part of something better or a change or moving to something that I think would be the coolest thing to have is where you just get to be part of something amazing that changes people's lives, no matter how big, no matter how small it's all, um, we all can just a little wee bit, like if everybody just does a little wee bit, then it just, yeah. 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 It's, it's a great answer. It's a great answer. And I mean, you know, we, we kind of, we talk about that, like it's like this big foreign thing, but really the possibility of what that means being a part of any, anything that you're passionate about, you know, allows for that thing where someday it's possible. (laughs) that you can do that thing. So thank you so much for being, I know that's a tough question and you're probably going to think about it some more and be like, Oh yeah, maybe that, but don't worry. We will do this again. Thank you, my friend for jumping on here with me tonight. I think I did have a little static during the podcast, which is totally understandable. My, my, fabulous rural internet pole (laughs) that is on top of my shop is probably covered in snow right now. Well, we will address that at a later date, but um, thanks for being here. Thank you for being one of my very first guests. This means a ton to me. You are amazing. And just thanks for being you. Um, so if anybody has any questions for Charmaine, you can drop them in the comments. Char, I'm going to put also put your link uh, and information in the bio for this podcast so people can reach out to you as well if they have any questions. Thank you guys so much. And once again, thanks for listening to the Directly Inspired podcast. We are just getting started.